Alrighty, everybody. Good Friday evening. Hope everybody's doing well. Wiz, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing doing well. Getting ready for uh, week three Sunday. Fired up about that. I have some uh, good ideas as far as player props, DraftKings, and uh, and uh, the games themselves. And uh, looking looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Wiz, uh, you know, last night the uh, Panthers went to 3-0 and against, uh, we'll talk about it more in the recap, but, you know, I talked about this last year, and, I, and I'll say it again, if you're in these leagues that you're playing with fab money, we're in week three of the season, uh, it depends on the depth of your, uh, your league rosters and all, but uh, it's going to be a long trudge, 17-game season, players getting hurt, that IR list being used, uh, in, in a more uh, distinct way this year, again, players, when they're hurt, they're going to be able to get taken out for a few games. And I'm just saying people have to be very judicious about the way they use their money. Yesterday, the Christian McCaffrey injury, uh, if you don't have Chubba Hubbard as protection or even Royce Freeman, uh, that's an unfortunate situation. But uh, nonetheless, um, you know, here we are week three. I'm sure we're going to be talking about this when we recap the rest of the games uh, next week. But but the injury bug is uh, is everywhere, Wiz. Yeah, it is. It's difficult. Uh, you know, uh, it's part of the game. It's, it's it's one of these things that we talked about. It's uh, why I feel uh, you know people should you know delve into being in different type of leagues, even redraft leagues, where you you know go in and you kind of like. Uh, in a league where you draft a new team every single week, this way, uh, if there's a difficult injury that you have, you know, it's 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 not it's not as bad. It, you know, it just hurts you for one week. So redraft leagues, I feel, you know, it's part of being in a lot of leagues with uh, with 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 uh, full season leagues as well is probably the way to go. But uh, yeah, these injuries are frustrating. That's for certain. Yeah, I definitely think you have to differentiate your, you know, what you do. Uh, again, we're, we we do the DraftKings stuff, we do the player props, uh, which we'll be doing later on on the next podcast. Yeah, yeah, you have to dif- differentiate because uh, it can be very frustrating. As good a draft as you have, uh, when you're contending with injuries, there's no way around that. I, I just want to talk quick quiz. Uh, about a couple of quick injuries. Uh, look, Josh Jacobs doesn't look like he's going to play. Elijah Mitchell doesn't look like he's going to play. Uh, it looks like Trey Sermon is going to play. I think surprisingly, more than anything, it looks like Carson Wentz may be giving it a go. And even if, if Wentz doesn't give it a go, it looks like Huntley is the guy that's going to be the beneficiary of that. And then the other guy, uh, one of the bigger options in the passing game for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Deontay Johnson, won't be available this week. He is out. Yeah, those are, you know, we got to look at the ramifications of that. Uh, it looks like there are some key injuries. The 49er backfield is another conundrum um, that you have to try and parse through. But, uh, yeah, these, uh, you know, you have to wait for these injury reports and uh, not only see who's going to miss the game, but who may take advantage of actually getting some playing time because of those injuries. All right, good stuff, Wizzo. All right, let's let's get to the DraftKings uh, uh, lineups this week. Uh, players that we like, players that we don't like at the upper edge. Uh, some guys that we can talk about that we think, you know, again in in the, in the particular positions uh, where we think there could be some definitely upside. So I'm going to start out a quarterback, Wiz. You're going to be surprised by this one, but I'm going to uh, just I'm basing this on history and Patrick Mahomes' history 
against the Los Angeles Chargers, and I will say the Charger defense right now is a better defense than it's been in a couple of years, though Bosa, we have to watch that injury. But nonetheless, Patrick Mahomes has underperformed against the Los Angeles Chargers. They are home, uh, but I'm just looking at past history. He's kind of average in traditional fantasy leagues, somewhere around 23 points a game. And, you know, he's got a very high price tag attached to it. And based on that history, Wiz, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push against uh, going after Patrick Mahomes in, in the Draft t- Kings-type setups. Yeah, that's an interesting fade. Um, I, for me, quarterback, I mean, I'm just going to make this as simple as simple to be. There's one that I am going to use in all of my lineups and one that I'm going to fade. Um, so fading Mahomes will give you some you know, leverage, and that's interesting as far as uh, – salary relief but the one the quarterback that i'm fading uh, the quarterback that i'm playing over six thousand is going to be ryan Tannehill. i think he's going to come out and have a good game he's thrown 75 passes in the first two games with only one touchdown i think that is going to change this week i'm going to be stacking my lineups with Tannehill and aj brown so 6200 ryan Tannehill for me and at 5900 i am fading Derek carr I think he's going to have all kinds of fits against the Miami defense this week. So I'm playing Tannehill, and I'm fading Carr, and that's kind of all I'm looking at this week at the DraftKings at the quarterback spot. What about you? Yeah, the two guys I'm going to play everywhere, and they'll probably play into my uh, gambling wages for the week uh, above 6000 I love Josh Allen. I love Matthew Stafford. So I think Matthew Stafford against Tampa Bay, who secondary is definitely beaten up, We'll take full advantage of that situation. Uh, Daryl Henderson's probably a little banged up. So this is going to be a pass fest, I believe, for the, for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, so that's why I love Stafford in this particular game. And I just look what Daniel Jones did against Washington football team. And, and you talked about the Washington football team, that defensive effort that they gave uh, against the Giants on Thursday night was not very good. Uh, if Daniel Jones did what he did against the uh, Washington football team, I think Josh Allen's going to even have more of a heyday against them. I love both of those quarterbacks this, this week, Wiz. Excellent. Yeah, I, I like that as well. Uh, are you ready to move to running back? I am, Wiz. Okay, I'll, I'll start off with running back. I'm going to talk about uh, who I love this week and who I'm fading. Uh I am playing Austin Eckler at 7,200, all formats. I know that price is fairly high. I'm willing to eat that price. I don't care. I love Austin Eckler this week. Uh, I think he's going to put up well over 100 yards worth of offense. Uh, I'm expecting him to get into the end zone as well at 7,200. Further down the list, I think this is James Robinson week. I think a lot of people forget, you know, have kind of like Kind of like giving up on him, if you will. He's down to 5700 That's now in my price range where I'm interested in. I love Eckler at 7200 and I like James Robinson as well as 5700 I think I'm getting some good salary leverage on that one. And my two fades are I'm fading Ezekiel Elliott at $6,400. Um, the more I watch the Cowboy games, the more apparent to me that Pollard has – the better legs looks faster, looks quicker, looks more dynamic. I'm going to fade Elliott. I think at this point he's touchdown dependent and I'm fading Damian Harris as well at 5,600 who I know had a, a great run for a touchdown against the Jets. I don't think they're going to be in that type of game. The Saints defense has given up less than three yards of carry to Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. I think um, Damian Harris at 5,600 is an absolute fade for me. 
I love two running backs. I'm fading two running backs. Yeah, it's interesting on Harris because you know I do like the player and I own the player in a number of leagues and I'm probably not playing him in those leagues. I, I agree with you. I actually love James White in this particular ball game uh, at 4,900 uh, as opposed to Harris. I think uh, I think he offers much more upside uh, and, and the Patriots are already showing you uh, that they're willing to show you that this is the older version uh, what we, we what we were accustomed to over most of his career with James White than what we saw last year. So I, I do agree with you on Harris, but I also like James White in this ball game. Interesting. Uh, what were your other thoughts at the position? Yeah, so my other thoughts at the position, um, you know, we talk about Bill Belichick taking away a, another team's best weapon. And really, when I look at right now, when I look at the New Orleans Saints, the only weapon on the New Orleans Saints is, is Alvin Kamara. And I'm sorry, I just think Bill Belichick will do everything in this game to take him out of it. So I'm fading Alvin Kamara in this game. I don't want to deal with Dalvin Cook. I saw him walk gingerly off the field multiple times in, in this in this particular uh, this past week. Uh, so I'm staying away from a player like that at those high levels. The guys I love above 6,000, you mentioned Eckler. Absolutely love Eckler. I see a big ball game from Eckler here. And I think when DeAndre Johnson being out, uh, I think there's two guys that are going to be, be benefiting from that. The one guy I'll talk about in a little while. But the guy that I, I definitely think is going to benefit from that is going to be Najee Harris. I see a huge ball game, over 100 yards as well, like you see it for Eckler, as I do. But I think Najee Harris is in the same position to have a monster game for the Steelers this week. Yeah, very interesting. You know he's going you know to get the volume, that's for certain. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know it's been a little, that offensive line. It's been a little disappointment, but, boy, it's kind of now and never. You just get the feeling that, this, that the Steelers are really, really going to um, lean on him in this game. So I could see that. Um, I prefer others, but I definitely could see where you're coming from with that pick. All right, fantastic. All right, so so let's go wide receivers. Um I'm going to fade two guys. I, I told you I was fading Patrick Mahomes. Uh, one time in seven career games, Tyreek Hill has had more than five catches in a game against the L.A. Chargers. So at that price point, I am fading Tyreek Hill. History tells me to do so. As I said, Los Angeles Chargers much better in that de- defense overall. The defensive secondary much stronger. And it's going to be funny, a guy that you and I both absolutely adored uh, the last Thursday night game when the Washington football team took on the Giants, uh, but I'm fading Terry McLaurin this week because, you know what, Tredavious White is going to get all of Terry McLaurin's attention uh, in this particular game. I'm staying away from Terry McLaurin in this particular game. And the two guys I love, I mentioned Matthew Stafford. The connection with Cooper Cup is there. 6,800 is is low to me, given what we've seen from the two players. I love Cooper Cup in this ball game as well in this game uh, that the Chargers are playing against the uh, Chiefs. I see this being an offensive affair, and Keenan Allen will be a big beneficiary. I love Keenan Allen as well this week, Wiz. Okay, so... I have one faded wide receiver above 6,000, and that is Terry McLaurin, for all and the exact same reasons you mentioned. We don't talk about these things, so there's nothing for me to add except I'm in complete agreement, and of all the receivers, that's who I'm fading. Now I'm going to get to the ones that I love this week. I think this is going to be Justin Jefferson's uh, explosion to come out here this week uh, and have a monster game against the Seahawks at 7,200. I'm going to pay up for him in a lot of my lineups this week. Uh, I think he's going to go wild. 
Moving a little further down the list, I mentioned I'm stacking Tannehill with A.J. Brown. I'm loving him at 6,500. Um, I, I think also him and Tannehill, he's gotten a lot of targets, but him and Tannehill have not been on the same page. So I'm going to be stacking Tannehill and A.J. Brown. Robert Woods, 5700 That price range is right up my alley. I'm loving that. I know that Cooper Cup hangs out with Matt Stafford. They do everything. They watch film together. But it's not like Robert Woods is hanging out with a special teams unit and not paying attention. I mean, I expect him to have a big game. He's been kind of, kind of forgotten, but I think he really plays a great game and has a great statistical game as well this week against the Tampa Bay Bucks, so I'm loving Robert Woods at 5,700, and I have to play LaVisca Chenault at 4,400 to me further down the list. It's just a guy that hasn't gotten the volume. This is the game. I don't really respect Arizona's defense. Um, in, in, you know, I think they, they're capable of a lot of sacks and they could get some turnovers. But from if you're an opposing offensive player, I think you could put up terrific stats against them. We saw the Vikings do that last week. And I like LaVisca Chenault at 4,400 as well at wide receiver. Uh, Wiz, I'm going to tell you the player I think is the most misvalued guy on the board this week at wide receiver, and that's Tyler Boyd. $4,700, no T. Higgins this week. Jamar Chase is a rookie. He'll get some attention. But I think just a festival of targets for Tyler Boyd in this game. I see 10 targets, probably seven or eight catches. I think it's a home run at the price point. Yeah, you you have to like Tyler Boyd. You just have to figure that he's going to get volume. I know the sexy pick is to take Jamar, Choice, uh, Jamar Chase, but um, – but I, I feel the better option for me in terms of volume is going to be Tyler Boyd, who's just very clever in the middle of the field and knows how to get open. So I kind of prefer him to Boyd in this game. And I agree with you about the price point, but for the sake of time, we, you know, we're not going to pick 20 receivers each. We're going to try and just limit it down to a couple at each position. And, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you on Boyd as well. All right. Why don't you give us your tight end picks for the week, Wes? Yeah, I'm liking one and I'm fading another uh, all you know, in, in the 5,000 and above range. Um, I know that the Detroit Lions played a too high safety defense against um, last week against Green Bay, and they kind of copycat what the Saints did against Green Bay. They're not going to play that defense against the Ravens. They're going to play everyone up to try and stop that running attack. And I feel this is the game where Mark Andrews is going to catch a lot of passes, a lot of passes up the seam, which is the best ball that Lamar Jackson throws. I'm all in on Mark Andrews this week at 5,000. And I hate to say that I'm going to fade the Gronk, but I'm going to fade the Gronk this week at 5,500. I just feel this is going to be the game where he's going to be needed. They're going to be shifting their offensive line to try and protect Brady from Aaron Donald, and I think that's going to require um, a lot of inline blocking from Gronkowski. I think he's going to play a lot, but from a statistical standpoint, as far as DraftKings go, I'm going to fade Gronk at 5,500, and I'm going all in on Mark Andrews at 5,000. Okay, I'm completely with you. Gronk is the is the tight end that I uh, that I want to fade this week. The other reason that I will give you that you gave one of the reasons that he's going to be needed to block in there a little bit more to protect Brady, which again that's the most susceptible part when you want to be successful against Tom Brady is making sure you get in his face and uh, don't allow him to get time to get the ball off. But I agree with you. I think he'll be much more active in the blocking game. I think the other thing was too, and let's not forget this. 
with no Antonio Brown playing in this game, and that's the way this looks because of COVID, uh, it's one less guy that you have to pay, worry about, and you pay a little bit more attention to Gronk as a result. So uh, those are that's a twofold reason that I have for fading Gronk, and the the player that I absolutely love this week, uh, Kyle Pitts with no Justin Gage. And, you know, you mentioned Hurst in, in, in the last podcast, but I just think the Giants, you know, Kyle Pitts is going to be spread spread wide in this ball game. The Giants secondary has not played particularly well. We saw what happened, like you said, on Thursday night. McLaurin went bananas. And Ky- Ky- Kyle Pitts is going to have a monster game against the Giants. That, that's the way I see it. 4,900. I absolutely love the value here for Kyle Pitts. All right. You got a tight end at 49. I got a tight end at 5,000. Uh, we're both going to get a little bit of uh, salary a relief from those two picks. We're not going to be playing uh, Kittle, Waller, or Gronk. Oh, I mean, or Kelsey, so we'll get a little relief. So I think we're at the point we're going to give our break to Slate guy. And for me, it's going to be three times the charm. I'm going to the well again. Tampa Bay has been susceptible to the deep pass, and this is the week for me. If he if he doesn't come through for me this week, I promise I will not mention Deshaun Jackson again. I just feel... This could be a break the slate on DraftKings lineup with Deshaun Jackson, 3,000. I'm predicting a 60 or 70-yard touchdown catch from Deshaun Jackson this game at 3,000. Who is your break the slate minimum DraftKings player? All right, so I actually have I have two guys, actually. Uh, I don't have a $3,000 guy, but I'm gonna, I have a running back, and this is before I got the news about Tevin Coleman. I know they're playing against the Denver Broncos, but Michael Carter uh, at 4,600, I absolutely will put him in all of my lineups this week. He already was taken. This could be the end of Tevin Coleman already. Uh, Just probably overpaid for that player, but that's one guy that's going to be in all my lineups. And the other guy, Wiz, at tight end, I mentioned no Deontay Johnson. And we saw it last week. Mr. Oven Mitz Ebron has been passed by Freermuth. And I am going to be using Mr. Freermuth. Maybe we'll, instead of hearing Heath, we're going to start hearing Muth in the stands in Pittsburgh. So I'm going with Freermuth. That's for John Cooper, uh, the Penn State guy at tight end. I'm going to be putting him in my lineups because Mr. Ebron, adios. Excellent. Love it. I just have one further thing to say. It's a player that neither one of us has mentioned, but a player that you and I have uh, talked about multiple times. Um, It's looking more and more like Trey Sermon is going to be the lead back. There is no way that I am going to go through a a weekend DraftKings where I'm not going to keep Trey Sermon as long as he's starting and playing. Trey Sermon at 4,600 will be in multiple lineups. Now, it's a little bit tricky because they play on Sunday night, so I may have to play Sunday afternoon games or the Sunday night showdown game or Sunday night, Monday night uh, DraftKings kind of thing, but you could rest assured, uh, Trey Sermon will not be going for 150 yards and two touchdowns without the Wiz having him in DraftKings, guaranteed. All right, I love it. Uh, you know, I'm. Uh, I was big on the Trey Sermon bandwagon. That first run, he looked electric, and he ran into a brick wall. <laughs> he fell onto the ground. I thought that was the end of him, but uh, sure enough, he's bounced back quickly from uh, from that hit. And uh, I, I hope you're right, Wiz, because uh, I do have him in on a bunch of teams. So I, I, I need the player to play well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think. Uh... To me, that uh, wraps it up as far as DraftKings goes. All right. Well done, as you, as usual, Wiz. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're going to be back very shortly with our betting lines, uh, the, the game lines, and uh, our prop bets. So, uh, Wiz, I'll talk to you on the other side about that. Everybody else, 
Have a good one. You got it.